Welcome to the Inspirational Living Podcast. If you enjoy our podcast, please help us spread the word by sharing your favorite episodes on Facebook, Twitter, or LinkedIn. Thank you. Today's reading was edited and adapted from Divine Adjustment by Henry Thomas Hamblin, published in 1930. There are some people who think that there is little or no power in words, but such is very far from being the case. Words possess power and because of this we should be very careful as to which words we use and in what way we use them. In ancient times a curse was regarded as very powerful and destructive bringing bad fortune and suffering to the one upon whom it was placed. Alternately, a blessing was looked upon as very powerful and constructive, bringing good fortune to the one who was a recipient of it. Not only was it believed that the curse or the blessing continued with a person for the length of this life, but it was also thought that it extended to several of the generations that followed, and also that it clung to the bearer of the curse or blessing throughout the next life. Whatever power there may have been in these ancient curses and blessings, it must have been due principally to the power of the spoken word. In various scriptures, the power of the spoken word is recognized, in the Bible, creation is attributed to the utterance of a spoken word. Even the Greek logos is translated as word, representing the life and creative force of deity coming forth in the human manifestation. In modern times, we find the power of words also recognized. They are represented as belonging to two categories, one positive, and two negative, the positive being constructive because they represent positive and constructive thoughts, the negative being destructive because they are an expression of weak and futile thoughts. Words appear to possess a power and vibration of their own, a power that differs according to their quality or character. Thus, positive words have the ability to awaken in us feelings and powers akin to themselves. We can easily prove this for ourselves. If, when discouraged or depressed, we repeat to ourselves the words courage, strength, hope, faith, victory, joy, happiness, we find that there is something within us that responds to the power and vibration of the words uttered, so that we are raised above our weaknesses and depression, to such an extent that we are able once again to face up to the difficulties and problems of life. However, if we allow ourselves to become depressed and discouraged, we go down and down life becoming more and more trying and difficult as we travel downwards. But if we overcome our depression and discouragement, we are able to rise to higher achievement and to a stable, satisfying success.
It is hardly necessary to add that if instead of making use of positive words, we make use of such expressions as I am fed up, or everything is against me, or everything I do ends in failure, or everyone has good luck except me, or what is the use of trying. It is always the same result, disappointment, failure, injustice, bad treatment from others, and so on. Then the results are disastrous. There is something within us that responds to these words and expressions, that clouds our sky, destroys our hope, undermines our effort, takes away our initiative, and puts us on the human scrap heap, where we join the derelicts, or to change the metaphor, the flotsam and jetsam of life that drift hither and yonder, just wherever the tide and current takes them. If anyone wishes to test the truth of what has been said, let them, when discouraged and depressed, repeat to themselves for a time such negative and weakening words as the following. Weakness, failure, defeat, misery, despair. If you do so, and I most certainly recommend you not to, you will find your misery and inability to master life's problems greatly increased, so that there seems to be no way of escape for you. So we see that if positive words are used systematically and intelligently, they enable us to rise through their inherent power out of the swamp of failure, depression, and despair to a state of mind and will that makes victory, overcoming, and achievement possible. One of the greatest difficulties with which some people are confronted is a low state of health, combined with impaired vitality. They simply cannot face up to life, or they experience very great difficulty in doing so, for the reason that they feel too ill and low-spirited to deal with their affairs in a bright, cheerful, and capable manner. Opportunities pass them by, and their powers for service are hampered because they do not feel fit enough to deal promptly and energetically with each situation as it arises. Everything is a trouble instead of a joy. Also, they may be inclined to be irritable and peevish, although their real nature is benign and kindly. Because of this, people are driven from them, so that they suffer from a continual state of privation. Such people, owing to their state of ill health and lack of life power, are apt to think thoughts of a corresponding character and to express such thoughts in language of a like nature. They may make such remarks as, I am not well, or I feel so tired, or similar expressions. They are not aware that through the power of the spoken word they are strengthening and establishing their state of ill health whenever they make use of such expressions, but such is the case. 
through the use of negative expressions of this kind, they gradually build up a consciousness of sickness, disease, ill health, and lowered vitality. They are limited by the restrictions that they have placed upon themselves, or they are bound by the chains of their own creation, through the power of the words which they have used to their own detriment. Now, some of you may jump to the conclusion that all that is necessary is to say the very opposite of the negative sentences which have been mentioned. Thus, instead of saying, I am not well, the sufferer might say, I am well. This simple remedy, however, generally proves to be no remedy at all, because the statement is so obviously not true. Those who, when they are sick or diseased, make use of such suggestions as I am well or I am healthy, generally find that their trouble becomes worse. This is due to what is called reverse suggestion. This is said to be present when the subconscious mind refuses to accept the suggestion of health that is forced upon it and in consequence produces the very opposite of that which is desired. This is why auto-suggestion has been termed by some as telling lies to oneself. It was in order to avoid reverse suggestion that Emile Quay created his famous formula, Every day, in every way, I become better and better. This suggestion had to be repeated a number of times, quietly and dreamily, just as the patient was falling asleep. The idea being to avoid affronting the subconscious mind, and instead to introduce the idea of health cunningly into it, in such a subtle way as to cause the suggestion to be accepted and acted upon. Other teachings achieve the same end by using the word we in the place of the words I am. The word we is used in the sense of the real person, the ideal individual created in the likeness of God, who is the archetype or prototype of humanity. Instead of using the suggestion I am well or I am healthy, they declare that we the real human archetype, are perfect and whole. Such a statement is less likely to affront the subconscious mind, for the reason that it is not telling lies to oneself, but is a statement of general absolute truth. A method that is both easy and effective is simply to repeat the words which express or describe the desired condition without using either the prefix I am or we are. Repeating the words life, health, wholeness, joy, happiness, etc. has the effect of stirring up a new life within, so that a better state of health comes into being. You may be wondering why I included the words joy and happiness as they might seem to have nothing to do with health. In reality, they have everything to do with health. In order to be healthy, we have to cultivate a feeling and spirit of joy and happiness. 
there is no greater tonic and no such builder up of genuine health than the spirit of joy and gladness. They are not the product of outward circumstances, but they come from within. Joy comes from exercising a will to be happy and to rejoice. It is like a flower. It needs cultivation, and the more it is cultivated and nourished, the more beautiful it becomes. Even repeating the word joy produces corresponding vibrations within us that lift our sorrows, destroy our depression, and raise us to higher levels of thought, feeling, and expression. Go ahead and say it out loud now. Joy. The Inspirational Living Podcast is a production of The Living Hour. Get your own private feed to our podcast with full transcripts delivered right to your smartphone by becoming our patron today. It costs less than a cup of coffee a month and will ensure the production of our podcast for years to come. Visit livinghour.org patron. Thanks for listening. I look forward to talking with you next time.